In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Becca did it better. We're up to album. Oh my God, I typed in 11 in my notes. It's 111, no. but I saw 11 and I panicked. I was like, <laughs> no. Am I in some sort of nightmare time loop here? And from 1986, this is Control by Ms. Jackson. Janet, if you're nasty. You know, sometimes I think that maybe we're not uh, using this podcast to make enough money. So I've decided to devote the part of this podcast where we do a song. This is totally about making money. Um, so if you listen close, you might hear some subtle product placement, okay? Let's do it. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to K-Rob, K-R-O-B. I've decided to use this portion of the show to advertise things from our Redbubble store. Uh, go to Redbubble and type in Beck Did It Better to search. And these are some of my favorite products with the Beck Did It Better logo on it. We've got socks. We've got masks. We've got mugs. We've got an apron. How about a mini skirt? Shower curtain. We've got shower mats. We've got a poster. We've got a duvet. All these Ooh, things that when people say, mask. oh, what is that from? You will need to explain that you still yeah. listen to the podcast Shut up. and Run pray away. that they don't. Oh, yeah. Maybe he a notebook or a shirty. Oh. <laughs> you know it's good. Ah. It starts with shirty. Mouse pad or comforter <laughs> for your bed. It's only 130. Cover ah. my logo. <laughs> It's a place where you can shop. Yeah. We sell a crop top. Oh, a crop top. <laughs> Guess who set it up? Get a bag for your laptop. I realize now I I meant to put online store where she sings control and I forgot. Whoops. <laughs> Get a coffee mug. I'll try to fill it in here. Get some leggings or cover for your duvet. There's a lot of crap they make. <laughs> online store. You can buy an acrylic block. Online store. Or get some back to the better socks. Online store. If there's something you can't see. Online store. You can always email me. When you yes. want to hear about the greatest albums of all time. That felt dirty just doing that. Honestly. I don't know if we have any on sale <laughs> items. Uh, I'll tell you what, we have sold two items, believe it or not. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get You purchased or didn't purchase? They were used, Beck did a better socks. Garen bought both of them. Yeah. <laughs> you guys know, you know me. You know no, we really have. You know I was blown about. away. Welcome, everybody. This is Beck did better. Uh, I'm here with some guys or whatever. But I listen, I was blown away by the fact that we had sold... A greeting card, and then what else did we sell? God, we sold something, and it blew my mind. I was like, "Are you serious? Somebody actually?" I mean, if the if the duvet cover goes, that's obviously going to be someone who's, oh. who Russell's taking home for sure. Can you imagine <laughs> Russell? You show up. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> and she's like, she's like, so tell me more about this pocket. It's like, well, we do have. Bed covers. <laughs> and she's like, wait a minute. I just bought a bed. Hang on. You call them bed covers? How old are you? <laughs> Aren't you a 47 year old man? You call them hey, bed cover? You want to come back to my Can you imagine? She's like, come back to my place. And you didn't know. And then she's like, oh, this is my new duvet cover. And it says Beck did it better. And you're like, what do I do? Do I tell her or not? <laughs> so old, you're still using a mouse pad. I mean, who uses a mouse pad at anymore? Le at do you even need those? 
Well, no, but right. so, man, don't say that during the episode where we're selling our crap. Can you imagine that at least the woman would know when Russ is making love to her, wearing his noise canceling headphones, what he's listening to? You know what I mean? Like she looks around the room and it's all becked in a better gear. And she's well, looking the, at him. And he's the, like, the, the best about it, Rob, is I've got those mirrors on my ceiling. So if she can see it, the, she can see the Beck did a better design from any any position. Right? <laughs> she can't miss it. There's never. There's nowhere in, in the room where she won't be able to see. Beck did it better. <laughs> Rob's right. God, and then what if you were with a woman who used to date Beck and she actually tells you, like, I'm sorry, Beck did it better. Like that would be that would be the ultimate. I think the ultimate would be if the person I brought home was Leonardo DiCaprio and he was wearing noise canceling <laughs> headphones and listening to the podcast while we were on the bed and he, cover. And then he asks you how old you are, and you're like, well, I'm sorry. I'm actually, I know I look 25, but I- you know what, guys? I was worried that we haven't been together in like three weeks, that we had lost our magic. Uh, we still 100% nope. got it. We are still starting off it. right away. Still I mean, look it. at this. Imagine, Russ, you bring your date home. She rips off your Beck Did It Better lightweight sweatshirt for $39.10. Underneath, you are wearing a Beck Did It Better tank top for $22.32. Yes. Mini skirt. Size wide. Russian doll of Beck Did It Better merchandise. She tells you, I'm going to get into something more comfortable. She comes out wearing Beck Did It Better leggings with a repeated logo. Yes. Over a, under yes. a Beck Did It Better mini skirt. You fluff up your Beck yes. Did It Better pillows and say to her, oh, let me get out my computer for my Beck Did It Better laptop sleeve. <laughs> and then you have a poster. I mean, that's pretty boring, a poster. And then when she's leaving in a couple hours, you can pay her out of your Beck did a better wallet that you've got right there. <laughs> now, to be fair, I don't think they actually have a Beck did a better wallet. Now, they do have a pin. Look at these socks. Yeah, go, go up. There's a, there's a oh, phone yeah, there's wallet. There's a phone wallet. Oh, my God. <gasps> right there. Russell. Rob, can you go up to the very top for, for the Red Bubble store? I got to say, these hats here are very low quality hats. I have to say, I judge people if they have low quality baseball hat. Like, you know, like those, I don't even know. It's like a canvas type yep. material. It's not like a, a baseball type hat. It's not like some sort of stretch thing. It's just like the cheapest hat yeah. you can get. If I see people wearing like a cheap, you know, I don't even know what you would call that material. But if I see those types of hats, I definitely judge now, them. Can I tell you, I personally set up every one of these items and decided what they look like. And a lot of them I did just put up because I thought they were funny. For example, the dad hat. There's a hat up here that's just called the dad yes, hat. Yes, the dad hat. I was going to buy one for Matt. You could definitely wear that going fly fishing. That looks like a hat yes. you wear fly fishing. Yeah. Yes. I do think, though, one of the funniest things is I do love the Beck did a better backpack, the little kid onesie. But there's also an apron. Like, guys, what oh, shows yeah. somebody that you respect them more than getting them a Beck did a better apron? A podcast by four guys for somebody... Let's face it. You're going to give it to your wife. She's going to be in the kitchen wearing your podcast apron. Oh my God. That's so great. Or, or maybe Russell's date comes downstairs. The smell of eggs, bacon, waffles, wafting to her nose. She looks and what is Russell wearing? Nothing but the Beck did a better apron. Whoa. Oh, 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 come on now. (laughs) Well, there is 91 days till Christmas, Rob. So all of these things make a perfect Christmas gift for people, wouldn't they? I I did notice, Rob, that the socks only come in pairs. They don't come in singles. (laughs) I don't know what that means. John John from Rice Lake will be disappointed about that. (laughs) Listen, if you want me to make a separate one, I can just make whatever you guys want to. So tell me. But we have sold two things. Uh, we have decided that all the money that we sell from these, it is going to charity. Aaron, you have picked out a charity. Do you want to tell us about it real quick? 
Sure, I chose the Save the Music Foundation, which uh, goes a long way to uh, help help children learn music in schools. So it's a, we're a music podcast. We're for the children. So the Save the Music organization, I checked them out. They are a uh, highly rated charity. Uh, they do work all across the United States in the, in the service of music education. Well, can, do, do they do real music or just bullshit with computers <laughs> that anyone can do? <laughs> Like are there guitars or drums or I anything? do believe yes they it? yes they 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 provide lessons for kids and instruments as I don't as know their website yeah. says it's bullshit music with just computers and shit so I don't know <laughs> I like it I think it's really good um, so yeah go check out the store we know you're not going to we know you're not but whatever just humor us say buy somebody for Christmas then the, the money goes to charity or so I mean I I've never heard of this Red Bubble right R E D and then Bubble like Bubblegum yes. I'm going to say our, our tea public, this is a very boring story, but our tea public Beckdata Better store has been reinstated due to some emails what? sent by me saying that I'm very oh, no. upset with them for, uh, we don't want to do business with them. Get rid of <laughs> well, them. Well, but so what they did is that they reinstated our store, but there's absolutely no way to search for Beckdata Better merch. If you put in Beckdata Better into the search, it takes you to shirts that are not ours. It will not show ours. So I have officially abandoned the tea, uh, the tea public site, even though there was some cool stuff on there. Uh, if you can hustle, you can maybe find it. But the red bubble has, I mean, guys, a mini skirt. If I see somebody wearing a Beck did a better mini skirt, my life will be made. Okay. And I don't even care who it is, Aaron. Think about it. Okay. So just maybe I'm, I'm in. My birthday is coming up. Good. I think I'd look good in a minute. <laughs> what if I did? What if I showed up in New York wearing a Beck did a better mini skirt? Oh. Where would we go? Where would you take me first? Oh, I've got, well, I think that would call for us going to a nice drag brunch in the morning. We yes. would head down and see a drag brunch. And then I would uh, take you back to my house because it turns out I made 10 bets on various football games that you didn't know about when you showed up and I have to watch them okay? to find out only what that I've broken even. I've broken totally even on the day and essentially wasted my time and money. So listen, I got three guys here. I've got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing today? Uh, good. My phone just buzzed me and said, uh, it's time for bed. So, you know, I'm doing great right now. I'm doing great. <laughs> the energy. Uh, I've got Matt. I've got Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing today? This is a podcast about control. My control. Control of what I say. Control of when I interrupt Rob. In this episode, I'm going to do it my way. My way. My way. I was going to say, I love that song, Ray. Old blue eyes. I've had a no. few. Another guy with a famously huge hog. I love those stories. But then again, <laughs> oh yeah. Apparently he was like tiny guy. What was his? What was his? Uh, the, somebody in the in a biography about him said that he was like ninety eight pounds, and like five of those were just dick. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike my life, where uh, we have a we have a text chain among friends, where they two bad parts of this. They emailed out these vegetarian sausages that were these little short gray and they looked those looked pretty awful they looked look awful terrible. and somebody sent it out saying oh this is rob's penis and you know what the worst part is it literally looked it exactly like my penis i was blown away they're like these short post those on instagram or not yes i'm going to actually these short little stubby gray things they looked exactly like an uncircumcised penis it was it was it blew my mind but what's the deal with those? Like you're supposed the packages are supposed to lay flat, right? But it's like they stored them in a they stored them vertically and, could, and like not, vertically, so you could display also, them, and everything just kind of shrunk down. Not and just, <laughs> enough either. Like I don't think the storage yeah. there is is right. I wouldn't eat those. I mean, it's not meat, so what does it matter? It's I mean, just, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Imagine being able to store it vertically anymore. I mean, I'm so old. I just, <laughs> but so that would that's going to be my, like, I realize now this is kind of my legacy, this podcast and, and all this crap we're going to fill up landfills with that we're selling. 
that's my legacy. And it's just going to be me talking about how weird and small my penis is. So that's great. Unlike Frank Sinatra, who famously huge dong. And I've got Aaron out in California. Now, Aaron just admitted something to us earlier. He said, turns out he's colorblind and he's shocked because the diagnosis, it came right out of the red. Aaron, how are you doing? Oh, just like this album cover. Rob, let's, let's, let's wait a while before we go too far. <laughs> you do one song I'd hear about abstinence. Aaron's like, I better zero in on that one. Yeah, that, one that one struck a bit of a chord from my uh, Bumble and online dating days. <laughs> Listen, let's get into the voicemail. I just so stupid. I can kiss my ass. God, the listeners are dumb shits. They're just the dumbest of the dumb. God, the listeners are dumb shits. Just the dumbest of the dumb. Dumb, 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 shit. Listeners, they listeners, they dumb, 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 shit. Listeners, they listeners, they fuck off. You think only dumb music is made on the computer? Hey guys, Matt from New York. So a few weeks ago, Rob went over to Ireland, and if you recall, he came back. Uh, sounding real whiny and scared about the uh, driving conditions over there. So um, a fellow downloader uh, and I decided to investigate. Oh, my God, Russell, you know um, about this? Uh, headed over, and uh, you know what? Rob's actually really smart. It is um, completely terrifying. Uh, we got in not one, but two Rob's right. in the first three days oh. of uh, wow. trying to avoid these rally car racers through the uh, through the country fields and um yeah uh just just absolutely insane um relatedly well there uh, over in belfast uh we had a night out with a couple uh we had a couple a few too many uh baby guinnesses which if you don't know what i'm talking about you should look it up they're the the cutest drink you've ever seen uh, but anyway we had a, a, a few too there? many of these and uh Got a little uh, frisky at a Belfast pub, and uh, within what? about ooh, uh, four oh. seconds, had a bouncer come and uh, tell us uh, to stop, or that we would be uh, uh, given the boot immediately. So, question wow. here is: um, uh, middle-aged adult PDA, uh, what do we think? Mm. Oh, that kind of frisky! I thought you guys were like joining the IRA. I get it. Jesus uh, Christ! <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yes. Okay. So here, yeah, we totally the wrong had a few way. too many Guinness. Our, our this guy came over not and running guns. <laughs> <laughs> what? We joined, we joined Sinn Fein, and uh, I don't know. Things things really took a turn. So, so I, like, I, like, clarifying, like, Matt from New York mm-hmm. and his buddy, mm-hmm. they they were getting a little frisky together. Like they were having a good I, time. So they were slapping each other on the back. Yeah, and I don't like know. That, or? All these people are going out with their roommates and having a great time, man. I don't know. We. I'm missing out. I'm not having any fun with my roommate. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> but but the question was was PDA. What are your thoughts? That's that's the ultimate question, right? right? Middle aged yeah. PDA. Yeah, I I gotta say, but like among buddies I mean, or like among. No, I'm assuming the downloader is is a female friend of his. Knowing oh, the, knowing the is that what downloader means? Oh, Downloaders are females. No, I'm what? Downloader. Downloader. I don't know. What? Now I understand. What? Now I feel. Now I feel stupid. Yeah. Matt, if your view goes a certain way on this, I could meet you at a public park within the next five minutes. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> How about a rest stop? I heard that's pretty private. I was actually, I, I once uh, I went out with a lady a few times that I met on one of the online dating sites. And she was very much, she said very much, I'm a, I'm a public display of affection person. And I said, I'm, well, I'm really not. What? I remember at one point we had a disagreement and this didn't happen, but I said like, 
For example, I would never hold a woman's hand walking through a Home Depot. I've told you guys this, right? No, like no, I'm, I'm not stuck. a hand Why, holder. Wait, is it just Home Depot? <laughs> or is it other? Any sort, any, any sort of like big <laughs> like the, box like retailer. The mall is fine. Target's the fine. Bed, but that's beyond fine. Like any sort of big box or like big building retailer. Like if the sun is out, there cannot be any hand holding up. <laughs> the sun is out. Can I write this down on my list of least surprising things I've ever heard? Ah, yes. Number one, <laughs> Russell does not want to hold hands with somebody out in public. What a huge shock no it's only if the sun is out and it's like in a in a in a, a huge public place so you 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 want to get like so so i'm going to assume right now that you think making out with somebody at a bar like middle-aged person at a bar is wrong russell oh i would be horrified i, I See, no so that's right I, I was gonna go with that was gonna be my line like you know a little hugging snuggling up maybe a little pat on the ass right that's fine yeah. when, like when tongue starts coming out i think that's just a little that's bit when too you gotta take for, it to the the single stall bathroom that they have there right you know yeah. <laughs> i think if tongue comes out in any form or fashion that's time <laughs> any type of it <laughs> so i think that's actually a good idea man i think i think making so you think public display of affection is okay as long as there's no tongue i like yeah. that i think that's a good that's rule, the line man. that's yeah. my line personally. and is that for everyone or is it is it specifically middle-aged i mean is, is there an age scale or not i think when that's you, the other question i think when you're young i think when you're young i mean aaron just a man i just want you to imagine this making out with somebody who's not your wife sounds good i mean unbelievable i can't believe you said that sounds good <laughs> you sicko nice try nice try usually if you're at a pub right like this guy and his downloader. God, I'm still I'm still baff, baffled that downloaders are females. I yeah, just I, 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 I put I that never together. Got, yeah. Never caught that before. Our miniskirts yeah. are flying off the um, shelves. Usually, if you're there, I mean, you're you're half in the bag, right? If not fully in the bag, All the and way. You, it's just not a good not a good display, anyways. When you're drunk, yeah. and getting getting yeah, after and, I, and I don't like watching from the other side of the pub. Watching, watching. <laughs> I would have been walking right right up close, right, Rob? <laughs> yeah. I mean, my general feeling is like any kind of making out, like, you know, nice work if you can get it. And if, you know, if, right. if people don't want to see it, they don't have to look. But they my concern, that's true. My concern here is Rob is showing us the ingredients, uh, the recipe for this baby Guinness. And it's two ounces of coffee flavored liqueur and a half an ounce of Irish cream liqueur. There's got to be a point where like you just don't feel good. Like I'd be concerned about someone just yakking on well, Rob's Rob's belly is grumbling just thinking about there. that. <laughs> I mean, if you're all hopped up on those, I'm concerned about how everybody's feeling. I mean, at that point, you just point that out to the bouncer. You're like, look, at this is what I'm drinking. I need to make out now because when I go home, I mean, I'm going to have insane diarrhea and we're in a, we're in a, hot, we're in a hostel. Explosive? We're in a, would it be an explosive? We're in a small, think? I hope it would be mind bending. Mind bending? Mind bending. I'd come out drinking a Gatorade. It'd be crazy. Electrolytes. I need those I need, electrolytes. I Bring them back. And you know, that's the time where you got the hotel that was so fancy. It's like a barn door on the bathroom, you know? Oh, the barn doors are the worst. <laughs> I ran into another one in Nashville this oh, last week. It's the worst. Oh, no, honey. I'm just dumping some old water down the into the toilet, you know? <laughs> big excuse. Yeah. To, oh, no. Turn the shower on. Yeah. <laughs> The old dump it some extra. Why did you take a 25 minute shower? Well, really, it was only about a three minute shower. (laughs) I gotta say, I thought a baby Guinness was just he was drinking Guinnesses that were small. I thought so too. And instead, what is two ounces coffee and Irish cream? I just, yeah, I figured it was just the size of Guinness that they give to children. Like, it was just like, you know, I spend a lot of time in pubs there and I would just get the cider and the whiskey. Like, this is seems like you're kind of, I mean, honestly, this kind of seems like a baby shower drink. Well, if he was in Belfast, yeah. Yeah. 
He's in Belfast. That's Northern Ireland, oh, yeah. right? So, I mean, he might as might be just different up in Northern Ireland. I don't know. Jenny went in classic Jenny fashion. She went up there and went to the Titanic Museum and was like, oh my God, it's so great. They have a hotel. We should stay there. And I was like, she loves depressing shit. It's her favorite thing is to be depressed about things. <laughs> I think that's why she married me, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's get this straight, Matt. That's the best jokey man all day. Matt's line is no tongue. Russell's line is any contact in a public place whatsoever. So that's uh, it's out. <laughs> Especially big box stores. Especially Home Depot. Especially major retailers. <laughs> but what if it's like stuff for your? What if it, Bed Bath Beyond? Same oh, thing. Same thing. Big box. It's out. Target. Out. It's out. I'm yeah. begging you to stop saying big box stores. I have used all my willpower. <laughs> I really have. <laughs> Please. Hello. Also, I want to say, guys, how I'm a big box. Matt, you're you're a you're a classic dad. How stressed would you be crashing a rental car three times? Three times. Yeah. How bad? Well, how bad of a driver are you? Like, <laughs> three <laughs> crashes, <laughs> right? Like after the second one, you switch yeah. drivers or what? And I and I the only reason I can say this, the only reason I can say this, because I spent four days hammering an Audi A8 all the way through that countryside and not one scratch or anything. So I can, so I can confidently come after this listener and their downloader who's a female. It's still, it's still mind blowing. If the downloader, and I'm going to edit this out. This is just for you guys. Okay, this, is oh, a little, no. this is a little secret <laughs> okay. treat. If this downloader, it just, you can call back in. Okay. You don't have to say anything, but if the downloader was driving for maybe the majority of those accidents, just call back in and just cough. Just cough into the phone. It <laughs> <laughs> will know. And then tap three, clap three That's times. Right. Well, you don't yeah. have to say anything. You don't, you don't go on the record, but we'll, we'll know. It's not it at all. Rolling going, Aaron. How's it going with you? Oh, it's going great. You guys, it's been so long since we last spoke. So the last time we talked was on a Friday night. And a lot's happened since then. But on the Saturday after we spoke the last time, that Saturday was my lucky day. It was absolutely my lucky wow. day. You guys want to hear? Oh boy. Do you want to hear how my lucky day went? Go ahead, Aaron. We're wait, just going to play this. Wait. Okay. All right. So it was a Saturday, and my sister in law was here to visit. So we got up, and I said, <laughs> Oh, I like this. <laughs> and I said, Well, how about if I take Wallace to the library? We were trying to figure out how to spend our day. I said, Why don't I, why don't I take Wallace to the library? So I took Wallace over to the Montclair Library. And literally, it was my lucky day. On the lucky day bookshelf was the book Dilla Time by Dan Charnas. And the, the lucky day shelf at the library are high demand books that somehow they have there for no weight, no holds, nothing. You get to 21 day checkout, no, no renewals. You, you check out this book. You're committed. You're going to read the book. It's a great book. I just finished it. Highly recommend. It's about Jay Dilla and his manipulation of time, how he makes beats, the way he changed music. The whole thesis is not just that he changed hip hop music, but he was the first hip hop producer to change how other musicians, particularly jazz musicians, play their own instruments. People like Robert Glasper, Kareem Riggins. And one of the really excellent things about this book is that one of the central figures in Dilla's life and career was a DJ from Detroit named... DJ House Shoes. I did not know about DJ yes. House Shoes until DJ House Shoes. DJ House Shoes a great was name. a contemporary of Dilla. He was a guy who hoarded Dilla beats and, and released some of them early in Dilla's career and was important in the D Detroit music scene. So that was Lucky Day part number one. Aaron, I'm going to play so I, one Dilla song under this. What should I play? 
you should play uh, The Look of Love by Slum Village from uh, Fantastic Volume 2. All right, let's listen to that. All right. Yep. Oh, I like this. Gotta be that kid. I think Aaron and I might have different <laughs> definitions of a lucky day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, your lucky day doesn't involve going to the library and seeing a book. I mean, I really try, guys. I try not to make fun of him. I hear the audience. Everybody's telling me, oh, you're so mean, Aaron. You're so mean, Aaron. He just told a story about going to the library and getting a book. Just let it breathe. Just let it breathe. It was a fantastic book. You got you to gotta let it get to the good part. Remember, yeah, it's yeah. always the last That's part. It's always good. You got to let him get to the good part. Yeah. <laughs> so that was lucky day part number one. Part number two, went to the donut shop, got a couple of donuts, mm-hmm. the colonial donuts, the finest in, in Oakland. And then, of course, that day happened to be the Iowa versus Iowa State football game. As you guys know, I am afflicted with Iowa State Cyclone fandom. It's what my family does. It's what I do. It's the only football game that I get invested in every year. We went out to our friend's pool in Concord. I brought the iPad along. I watched the game poolside what with a margarita in my hand. Yeah. And the Iowa State Cyclones defeated the Hawkeyes 10-7 to in one of the ugliest but most beautiful football games you'll ever see in your life. And I was there watching it with my family with after my family. I got the Dilla book with my family. And donuts. It was beautiful. Fuck off with that. Oh, with my such family. A perfect day. <laughs> that was it. So that was the day. And I've been waiting weeks to tell you guys about my lucky day last Saturday, September 10th. I cannot imagine that you say that you watched that with your family. Like they were doing anything. I know, I know what happened. You 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 went and you go, listen, I'll go to this thing. But I'm going to watch the football game. And everybody's like, it. okay. And then you get there and you go, just let you know, I'm watching the game on this. And everybody goes, okay. And then you're in the corner by yourself going, yeah. And like your kids are playing. Like, why won't dad come in the pool? I was in the pool. No, I was in the pool the whole time. I mean, I did eventually. The iPad died and I had to finish watching it on my phone inside for the last two minutes. But the rest of the time, I was in the pool, man. You were in the... They might not have had a, a public bathroom for your use, so you had to go in the pool at some point, right? <laughs> Right, Rob? Yeah, he looked like he was noodling because he was in the pool, but his arms were on the side. And he was watching the game. Like in the sun, he could barely see the iPad. He's like, this is still better than hanging out with my family. You know, he's like, <laughs> what a dad move, Aaron. I love it. Uh, when I was in Florida last year, I actually was doing research for the podcast and I brought my laptop down to the beach. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Electro- oh, electronics or computers on the beach? Sick. It should be outlawed. You should be executed. Not a good yes. idea. Yeah. Not a good idea. No. no I'm against good, yeah. corp- I'm against capital punishment, but in that case, I'd be like, okay, let it go. Because you, <laughs> oh, no. you cannot bring, I mean, it is two totally different things. And then what, it's a guarantee you're never going to go in the water, right? Because you can't just leave the computer well, you just cover it up with a towel and come back and seagulls flying away with it. Like <laughs> Rosie, Rosie, I'm guessing you're against corporal punishment too, but what, sure. what's one thing that you would <clears throat> allow corporal punishment for? We should save this for oh. our Morris Heber Smith's album. It's like people who return stuff to the grocery store. Like, oh, like yes. multiple days later, oh, that's sick. you know, and like, they're like standing there holding up the whole line. Because they gotta People tell somebody a story about it. You. I don't know. That one maybe. That might be it. That might be the one. That's a that's a good one. Thank you. I Thanks. saw a guy once at Home Depot. He was returning a dead tree. Is that the same? <laughs> <laughs> that's allowed though. Was a he lot of times? Was anyone or not? He was a like, lot no, of times those no. uh, <laughs> like Bachmans. 
Bachman's in, in, in Minnesota here. You can, you can return stuff if, if it didn't last a year, it says it right on there. And so you could literally not water it and return it. It's like the dumbest thing in the world. That's pretty, but, what kind of psychopath do you have to be? Right. To that, that well, that's true. I know. I have no idea. Yeah. People are so cheap, Russell. They'll go to know. I mean, my, my corporate pun, corporal punishment one is the people who have a ton of stuff in their basket or, or in a cart and do the self-checkout and take forever oh, in a self-checkout a, yeah. line with yeah. a lot of items. F those people. I, I'm willing to I'm willing to flip the switch on them. I could, hear, I could give a shit. Just Hang on. Are we talking about corporal or capital? I was going to say. We're I'm going to the capital. Sorry. <laughs> I'm taking it I'm up a sure. notch. Oh, wow. <laughs> I believe there should be corporal punishment for me every night. The only thing I like anymore. Uh, <laughs> listen, I'm going to strap you to this bed and I'm going to feed you five baby Guinnesses. Uh, all right. That's it. That's all I got. How's it, how's it rolling going with Matt? Oh, Aaron. So good. You remembered. Yeah. Uh, good. I, I've started making a list so I can remember this stuff because it nice. has been a long time since. But then I... Half the stuff on my list, I don't even remember why I put it on the list. Yeah. So I got to like <laughs> blow right by it. I don't know. It's something about flashlight to see Menzies. I don't know what that means. What? <laughs> no idea. Um, I saw somebody driving down the road the other day that had a license plate that just said tequila. So they got a, they got a personalized license plate that said tequila. I mean, That's the only cool. way that you could have a license plate that said tequila is if you were dry, right? I mean, there's no way you would even come close if you were driving at night. You know, even having one beer of having a tequila license plate. Yeah, would you? You got to no, think. Like, you're just asking for trouble. You got to think that you were. Oh, my God. I picked the. <laughs> is this really the best version? The first version that comes up? Just a disaster. <laughs> the scene, Rob, was, Rob was flailing to try to find the tequila song. And oh, just yeah, found a the version. I found it from the Saturday Night Beach Nut Show from 1958. That guy looks like Joaquin Phoenix. And do you think. Do you think the person who has a tequila vanity plate like drinks high end stuff or is it just like Cuervo every just day? Any tequila that you can get their <laughs> yes. hands on. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, it just seems like the biggest red flag in the world. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know why you do that. I, yeah. Uh, you, <laughs> you stopped the song before they said tequila. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> tequila. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> They're dancing like Pee Wee Herman there. Yeah, you yeah we should. Hey, you know what? We should. We should watch the Pee Wee Herman tequila dance. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's another. It's a. It's a good one. Now I will say that the champs do have tequila just written on their drum, on their bass drum, where you would have like the Beatles or whatever. That makes you think that maybe their concerts aren't that long. When a band has both the band name and the name of a song on the drum, you're like, oh, these guys can't have that many good songs, right? Like, uh, last thing it was hanging out with. Um, a few listeners this past uh, a couple days ago, what is it? Uh, yeah, on Friday, right? One of them may or may not be one of my one of my wife's friends that I can actually stand. The but one, the one, the one. The, the one. <laughs> I still haven't told the one yet which one they are, and it's actually caused a little bit of a problem. But I'm still not going to tell you. One of them may or may not have been there, or may or may not have been her house. May or may not have been. Um, but I think I found a new favorite thing of drinking is to listen to people talk about all of their old friends from high school that they don't talk to anymore. And they always wonder about what happened. Like, well, what happened to Michelle? I don't know what happened to Michelle, you know? And I, and so do you guys, 
Do you guys, do you ever sit around and, and just think about like your old friends that you don't talk to anymore? And like, I feel yeah, like I 100%. don't, you know, like there's people that, that come up randomly and you're like, oh yeah, that dude. But like, I never remember them until somebody brings them up, but it, it just, it, but it's turned into one of the great things in the world is to be like, you know, like, oh, I wonder what happened to John from Rice Lake, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. He never calls anybody anymore. Things like that. Right. I definitely do. I think the most about a friend of mine named Scott B- who had the tiniest hands I've ever seen, and he's either smells like He's either a billionaire or in jail. One only one of the two, only one of those two choices. And then my friend Michael. Hold on, who, how do you spell his last name? Yeah. <laughs> Facebook small and hands. Then, <laughs> oh no, this isn't right. That's terrible. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have said that. I'll bleep and then my last friend, name. my friend Michael, who. Uh, who knew the soundtrack to the movie Mulan backwards and forwards. And now when we listen to the Disney playlist on Apple music, I can't hear anyone else's voice except for Michael's voice. When I hear the songs from Mulan and I haven't seen him for 20 years either. So yeah, it happens to me all the time. I was, there was a guy named Abel that was in college. I think he was your guy's age. And like, Barry from Burnsville used to always talk to Abel in the dorms. Barry never calls in anymore. I don't think he's called called in. I don't know what's going on. But Barry would always talk to Abel. I, I just like, I, those are the people that I worry, wonder about, not right. worry about. I wonder about like Abel, what the hell is Abel up to these days and things like that. I but, wonder about people all the time, man. That's, that's one of dude. my favorite pastimes. But it was, it was a lot of fun to sit around and hear about all these people that you just you know, like, Oh, what are they doing? Oh, well, she wasn't doing so hot. Yeah. She had to go over yeah. to Dubai. Oh no. Now she's back. Good yeah. things like that. Her we're hands good. are so we're much good. bigger you know, now. Like everything's going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> All sorts <laughs> of stuff. Enhancements. <laughs> hand enhancements. Yeah, hand enhancements. Have you heard about, have you heard about the lengthening that's going oh, on no. for people who are short? Yes. And then like you could Whereas put during what? COVID. That was a big, they had a big yeah, outbreak of that. Yeah. Legs, right. They like break their legs and they you like like a half a spin yeah. every week or something. So you like can gain six inches Get just by lengthening your femur. Sign me up. Yeah, that's crazy. Let's do it. That's so weird. Can you imagine you show up at work post pandemic and you're just taller? Like who wouldn't notice that? <laughs> who wouldn't notice that you're just tall? I love guys who are obsessed with being like taller are the same as like guys who are obsessed with like when, when I see a guy who obviously dyes their hair. Their penis size and want like larger. That's penises. normal. That's okay. actually normal those stuff. Psychologically, that's oh, fine. Okay. <laughs> I I did have a college roommate who used to give me shit. I'm I'm about six foot even, and he was a taller person, and he used to give me shit saying girls will never go out with a guy who's under six two. Yeah. What are you guys thoughts on that? <laughs> you proved well, him wrong, I, Russell. I happen to remember that gentleman. And I <laughs> did prove him wrong for many, I many years. Right? I wouldn't put a lot of stake in what in most of what he said. So yeah, whatever happened to know. that guy? Yeah, yeah whatever right? that guy. Right. I feel like this he is a never show calls just us for anymore. Us. <laughs> um, I, 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 but don't you see that? Like when I see a guy who like dyes their hair, like I saw a guy this weekend, he dyes his hair like black, but it comes out as like a light brown. You know, you can just tell. And I'm like, is this really what you want? This is what makes. I you- believe it's called chestnut. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, if you, what if you had some nuts on your chest? What would they be called? No. <laughs> I was gonna say I bought this stuff called chin nuts. <laughs> I did. I would I ref to a football game yesterday in the afternoon and. One of the other refs, this guy makes a tackle and then gets up and totally slides his nuts right across the other guy's face yep. mask, like oh. on purpose, right? And the ref in the middle of the game and everybody could hear said, if you 
slides your nutsack across his face mask one more time. And it was the funniest thing that I'd ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> like, good for you. That's a good description. So. Stuff you never thought you'd say. High school football rules. Yeah. See, you can only if do that it once. occurred at nighttime, Matt, it would have been cool. That shit yeah. can't happen in the daytime. Yeah. <laughs> daytime or at Bed Bath & Beyond, that is out. Get it out of here. <laughs> Russell, rolling going. How's it going with you, my friend? Rolling going. Last week, Matt, you were saying you were getting excited for the Viking season. And you were yeah. starting to watch the games with your boys. I actually went to a game today. I went to the Vikings no. Lions game. I went in person. Nice. Wow. Whoa. I was like, you what, know what? They're, what, they're what, event, what event got you to actually go to a live sporting event. What happened? You know, you know what? I always love going to I love going to events. I love going to do You fun do like things. going to things I, live. I, I, I go to a, I do go to a Vikings game maybe every couple of years or something like that. So not too often. But I was like, they're gonna be playing the Lions. They're playing against Dan Campbell, the worst coach in the league. We're gonna win this game, right? So I go and we've talked before about like going to sporting events can be a real bummer if they lose. It's not always that fun. And you're like, man, this is kind of sucked, waste of money. You know, the team didn't play well, whereas most of the time concerts are just are good, but there's something about live sports where there's just these yep. ups and downs and swings of emotions. And today it happened with the Vikings. They were down 14. They came back, they were down, they were came back and then they ended up winning like in the last minute of the game. So it was Boom, super fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was, so it, it was a very tough game to watch on TV. I'm not going to lie. It was just brutal. like, well, wasting my life, you yeah. know, again, another three hours down the drain. And then it was like a sigh of relief when they actually scored that last touchdown. But, but to be in the stadium when they come back and then they ultimately they take the lead and they close out a game with the interception. It's just pandemonium in there. Like yeah. you can't get that same type of feeling at a concert. It's just no. the ups and downs are crazy. So it was a great time. But I thought I'd share some of my experiences from the game. See what you guys thought of that. Yeah, I hear That's it. good. The, Russell, the one thing I saw on TV, Russell, before I, I don't want to. Hopefully this isn't taking away from your thing. But oh. the one thing that was always great on those comebacks to watch on TV is when they cut away to like 40 year old men who are wearing 20 year old jerseys and they're high fiving and spilling their beers all over each other. It's, that is one of the greatest things to watch on TV. The other thing is, and I used to be one of these sports fans, but I'm really no longer like if they lose, they lose. It doesn't, it, yeah. it doesn't bother me anymore anyway, but you see all these middle-aged people that are just living and dying with this right now. And they're getting so angry and they're yelling like these coaches don't know anything. And they're, you know, you can see they're making motions with their hands. Like they, they know where everyone needs to be on the field. These guys are just idiots, you know, (laughs) and it's like the people around you talk like they know what's going on, but really all they're doing is yelling, get him, get him every couple minutes. (laughs) It's it's just the worst. I I say we either need to run the ball more or pass the ball more. And then when they do that, they get mad. Like you guys didn't ask me what I would bring corporal punishment back for. I was going to go take the high road and say nothing. You guys, nothing is that right. bad that yeah. we could, we should have, you know, but I, we figured it out right here. Russell fans in the stands are yelling at coaches and refs. Cause they think they know better. That's we should, there should be a weird place in this world for those people. <laughs> so one of the coolest parts of the game, I know we've had uh, people oh, we, call in before like back of a Matt, Volkswagen. <laughs> that's a weird place sure <laughs> so matt's friends had called in we've had callers this has been a while but call in about the soccer goal song at at the the loons game right we discussed whether was it oasis or offspring yep. or whoever that was was yep. the right 
But you know what they have for the Vikings? When the Vikings score, it's let's go crazy. It's Prince. And we talked about whether that should be a goal song, but that was a fantastic touchdown song. What do you guys think is that? For a touchdown song in a Vikings game. Uh, perfect. I mean, how could you pick? I think it's great. It's also great for tonight when we're talking about a Minneapolis album. That's the Minneapolis sound. Yeah. They don't do this part, do they? Yeah. Like, they scroll oh, in and you have to kind of wait for it to, like... <laughs> this was the part I was just singing during normal parts of the game to the people next to me, Rob. But it kind of... Again, it's a Minnesota sound. Everyone's it's a Minnesota team. They're purple. All that good stuff, right? Uh, it's perfect. Yes. Yeah. It's still, with the, with the loons... They're taking Oasis, who is a big Man City fan, and all this stuff from over the pond and trying to bring over here. Like, it makes no sense. Makes no sense. Great song, but it makes no sense. So, I, I love it, Russell. Let's go I crazy. Think, yeah, great choice. Yeah. The, the other thing I thought was interesting here is after a touchdown or after a field goal, they put something up on the Jumbotron. It's called the Scoring Summary, and it oh, has boy. how many plays and everything, but it's sponsored by something. It is sponsored by... The state of South Dakota. South Dakota scoring (laughs) summary. What are your guys' thoughts about like when you see state ads like, hey, come to Nebraska or come to South Dakota? Like, why is South Dakota sponsoring the scoring summary at the Vikings game? That's 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 wrong to me. Right? South Dakota, guess what? They're not your Vikings, okay? Fuck off. You don't get to just advertise. <laughs> yeah, but if you if you owned the Vikings, you're happy to take as many no, South I understand, Dakota, Dakota, I understand that, but, but it's like... I do recall some of the most rabid Viking fans I knew in college were, were South Dakotans. Yeah, because they, I mean, they got jack folks, shit to do over there. what they're hey, all about. They got jack rabbits and jack shit else, what else to do. What, right, hey, what do you want to do today? Oh, let's go see Mount Rushmore. Okay, that was great. What else do you want to do? Oh, let's go to the Badlands. Okay. I've been to Pierce well, Wall Drug. That's Rob. my life. They got Pierce Wall Drug, us. and they got the Corn Palace. That's true. Don't forget about the Corn yeah, Palace. It's all shit where you're Terry Redland. You're, that artist. When you're driving through a, to a better state, you're like, well, we got to stop and go to the bathroom somewhere. What are we going to do? Please note that I am not joining in on this. I am not part of this conversation as someone who is not. From the only Minnesota, thing. The only thing good about this. South Dakota is they can be like, well, at least we're not <laughs> fucking North Dakota. You know what I mean? Like they got. <laughs> like if you're North Dakota, what do you put on your state quarter? Who knows. Who knows what's on the North Dakota State Quarter? Tatonka. Tatonka. Wait, what's on the Minnesota State Quarter? Oh, I assume uh, uh, some lakes or something. I don't know. Cool shit. A loon. Oh, how about this? Maybe a professional yeah. sports team. Fuck off. Yeah, you don't just get to say whatever you want. You know, in South curious. Dakota, they also have they also have a governor that's got some really good views. Oh, and I think she's really going oh, somewhere. So I think. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. This is what you caused. <laughs> Another thing I noticed at the game, uh, I don't know how many times you guys have been to U.S. Bank Stadium. You know, I had a horrible concert experience there, but I actually got pretty good seats in the lower deck, that lower deck. So I can see because I've now decided I will never sit in the upper deck there again. I'm too afraid of the heights. I'm not doing it. You're a successful guy. Just pay a little bit more. It's all. Let me ask you, Russell, to buy just a single ticket to this game. I mean, was it a lot more to go down? Did it come with a t-shirt? Yeah, just just one ticket, I'm sure, is all you got down on the lower level. Is that I, a lot? Or I, I may have made it clear to the Vikings fan that I was with that we would not be buying t-shirts at this oh, game. No. Oh, so there were two tickets. There were two, mm. oh, there were two tickets. Okay. I, I love these. <laughs> Russell has officially entered that stage of a relationship. We are not buying t-shirts this time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But so one thing I noticed on the in the lower deck and the chairs, they had armrests, the armrests flip up or down. Mm. What do you think I did? Were, did, were the armrests up in uh, my seat or were the armrests down? I, where are you going to put those drinks? Oh, the drinks holders are in front, aren't they? Up front. They're, in, yep. they're in the seat in front. Armrests were up. These yes. just these little armrests. Everyone had them up. It was a great deal. Put them, put them, put them, put them, put them. 
It's kind of like arms up. Arm rests up. There was one part of the game, I don't know if you guys saw this, where a player on the Lions had a touchdown and he started kind of doing like the ravishing Rick Rude. <laughs> and they might not have even he shown got a it penalty for it. No, nice. he got a penalty for it, yeah. But so they gave him a penalty and it was funny because right when he did it, I heard this middle-aged woman behind me and she goes, Oh, that's going to be a, a penalty for excessive celebration for gyrating. Yes. So what are your guys' thoughts on gyrating after a touchdown or a big play at a sporting event? Oh gyrating. I am a huge fan of all <laughs> celebrations, so long yes. as they're not like in the face of yeah. the, the opponent, right? If yeah. you're just having fun with whoever, especially if you're a pro, right? You're pro, you're getting yeah. paid to do this. Yes. Have at it. Gyrate all you want. Moon the crowd. Use the goalposts, all that good stuff. I don't know. I'm for it. What would your celebration be, Matt? If you scored a touchdown in the National Football League, what would your I celebration just, I style like, be? I like the hand. Uh, I don't know. You know, like Adam Thielen likes to copy everybody else's dances. I'd probably just try to copy everybody else's dances like him because I think it's a pretty I'd, easy bit for uh, not for somebody who's not very, uh, who probably is not a very good dancer himself. You know, I don't okay. know. So I think stealing other people's bits is I a good like one. I've, good. I've always, and I've said it before, my sack dance would be me starting up a chainsaw and sawing through some logs. And so I tried doing it once after a big squat at a meet. And I can tell you, it does. It is not camera ready. It does not look like a chainsaw. It looks like you're just like going like this, like in a weird way. You need to really like think, show that you're starting the chainsaw and then move it through. That would be my chance. Yeah, the last thing it. I wanted to share about, about the game uh, so we were talking about fans you can't stand. I oh, have God. a way to identify these fans mm-hmm. before you even start watching the game. There's, oh, there's one characteristic about fans that if you see this, you can, you know you let, will dislike let me, them. Let me Cowboy guess. Hats. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess a too nice of a jersey. Like if the jersey is too nice, I, that's always a bad sign. Like it's crisp. It's, it's nope, nope. Raised. I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna go the other way. They have a jersey from somebody who hasn't played on the team in 20 years. That's what I'm going to no. go with. What? A good Chris Walsh jersey? I mean, that, you can't go wrong with that stuff. They got a jersey with their own name on it. Oh, that's so yeah. fucking good, Aaron. Oh, my God. That's so good. <laughs> it actually has nothing to do with the jersey or anything. Oh. This might just apply to people across the board. And I got to watch it because I feel like Rob may potentially have this, but it's people that have any sort of bedazzled jean, back jean pocket. Like oh, any, there you go. Any people yep. that have That's designs on their back jean pocket, I can almost yep. guarantee that I will not like them. Or they wear affliction. If shirt. you can hear them sit That's down a in a plastic really seat, thing. it sounds like, <laughs> like they oh scrape God. when they sit down in a plastic seat. <laughs> That's bad. That so strangely specific. Can you imagine oh what it God. sounds like when you put those in the wash? I mean, it would be so loud. Like, you'd be like, oh, i got some coins in there. No, no, no. Those are my good Vikings jeans. Yes. They're, t- they're Rob, rolling going. I was totally going bedazzled. Uh, so listen, here's the deal. I See how that system's working pretty I good. It's working it, nice. I teased it the other week. I've got a problem. Because my school oh. has banned me from using the computer to do this podcast through stupid stuff, okay, stupid rules, <laughs> I've started not bringing my computer back and forth, which means I don't bring my bag back and forth to work. But here's the problem. I ride a bike every day, so I've got a bike helmet. Now, I teased this last week when you saw my notes. It just said helmet bag, question mark. I don't know what to do. Do I get a small bag for this helmet? Because I have to carry it with me on the subway. I have to walk around with it. One day, I was at Friday night. I was walking around until like 8 at night carrying a bike helmet with me. Now, my bike helmet looks cool. It's a 1,000 bike helmet. It's got like the Le Mans cream and red and and blue but if you're walking around carrying a cool, bike okay, helmet cool. you look like a serious dork so here's my question 
Do I A, get a smaller backpack, put my helmet in that and carry it around? B, not care, just carry my helmet around. Or C, what I have been doing is when I'm on the subway, I've been attaching it to my belt buckles. I've been attaching it to my belt and having it hang off the side like I'm working on telephone poles somewhere. You know what I mean? Is like, there an option to just wear the helmet all the time? Oh like, my why God. Just wear, the, just wear the helmet on the subway. You know what? I'm going to go get the helmet. You guys can see what I look like. <laughs> all right. So if, if my, my initial impression is Rob should get one of those little... Yeah, I mean, see, just just wear that on the subway. Just right? wear it. Yeah. Like yeah. the string backpacks with the Beck did it better. There's white, you know, you, you pull a, the cinch on it in oh, the back. Yeah. I think that would be perfect. That's, that's yeah. what I do. But then the problem is, is I was wearing it and the guy at work there, he goes, wow, that's a really small backpack on you, which is a huge fucking oh, insult. true. Like, <laughs> it was a normal size backpack. Well, Rob, it looks like you should be driving Herbie, Herbie the Love Bug or whatever that movie was back in the day with that I'm white telling you, man, just wear the helmet. I look like I should. My my kids say I look like I should be riding a horse somewhere. Wait, what are you carrying? A fan, like, aren't you carrying a fanny pack? You should be able to. You should be able to clip that to your fanny pack. I don't have a fanny pack. What the problem is with my fanny pack? The only thing I store in there are edibles. If I'm going somewhere, so I can't just wear that. <laughs> Like, do you, so you don't bring your computer back and forth. No. I mean, don't you have other stuff that you bring? Like, no, do you, are you not like a, no, like a charger and stuff? I, and my computer's in work. I don't, I, no, I grade like, all the papers yeah. I grade are online. I don't need it. So what do you guys think? Bag or do I just attach it to my belt so I can still play iPhone games on the train? I kind of like attaching it to the belt and walking yeah. around with uh, it. Belt. Yeah, definitely belt. Okay. If you're not going to just wear it, I mean, I still say wear it, but otherwise belt. Why? Yeah. Why introduce another? Ba- why bring another thing along? Why have another bag or something? If you're not going to use it, just attach it. To All your right. Belt. Good. Yeah. Well, now I know the three coolest guys okay. I know are telling me to do something, so I got to listen to them. I mean, that's <laughs> helmet bag question mark. <laughs> listen, there's some people who've been on tinter hooks waiting for that. It's true. Tinter hooks. I believe next week's episode might have a reference to tinter hooks as well, Rob. Ooh, excellent. This is the difference between my life and and Russell's life. Because Russell's like, today I went to the Vikings game and I did all this fun stuff. But I'm like, hmm, where should I put this helmet when I'm walking around? That's interesting. <laughs> I made fun of Aaron for going to the library and I'm talking about the helmet. Listen, let's, the is awesome. let's talk about control. Control is control! 1986. And we have complained. We have complained on this podcast that the number one genre that is lacking from this list is pop from the 1980s. And this it's one true. comes yeah. in and puts the absolute fucking hammer down on that. This is yes, quintessential. 80s pop to the point where you do not realize what a juggernaut this album is. And I've said that before, and I've always been right. Listen to this. This is <laughs> this is Jackson's. This is their third album, right? It's her first album to top the Billboard 200 album chart in the United States. She released five singles. All five went up to the top five on the Billboard 100. She's the first female artist to ever have top five from the one album. It was on the top 100 for 65 consecutive weeks and on the top 200 for two years. I mean, this album was Jeez. huge. And basically, it's a, it's a huge shift in her life. She's getting away from her dad, uh, who, who did her first two albums. And she didn't want to sing. She, she was an actor. She didn't want to do all this stuff. So basically, she rebelled against the dad. She said, I'm going to quit this. Uh, 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 I'm not going to have you work with me. I'm going to go find a new person. And this new person hooked her up with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis out of Minneapolis. Uh, and basically, at the same time, to rebel against her dad, she had married the singer um, DeBarge. 
And do you know what? DeBarge. And and she said that he was so immature and using drugs and that she had never really liked him, but it, but the marriage dissolved. And of course that, that affected her. You know what the reason he was, also was from a musical family. Yeah, he was from a Yeah, family exactly. Family. So very similar. You know what the reason was, Aaron, that they broke up? I do not. She said she couldn't get any sleep. You know why? There's no. there's too much at night. There's too much rhythm. DeBarge is one of the all-time great voices. I mean, this is one of the greatest voices. Yeah. That's a guy singing that, by the way. That yes. blows my mind. The video, by the way, is awesome as well. I cannot tell you how disappointed I was when I downloaded This is the Rhythm of the Night. Oh, no. Oh, and it yeah. turns out that was not DeBarge. I was like, oh, shoot. That sounds like a song that's by a guy named DeBarge. Um, and so basically, this whole album, Control... Nasty Boys. It's all about her breaking away from uh, this whole thing. It was nominated from for Best Album and it won for Best Producer. So there we go. And like I said, yeah, recorded right. in Minneapolis. Let's get into the album. The first song. And Aaron, we've been doing this lately. The first song, guess what I'm bringing you here? Bring it to me. And you know, a lot like the Super Bowl, it's a titular act here. Oh, uh, control. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Now this round, this is not the first funk song of all time, but this is 80s funk done exactly perfect. This is on the one, this is funk. I saw somebody describe this album as funk, pop, and disco, like touches of disco. But basically yeah. before this, she had been a real kind of pop ingenue. Right. People saw this as a shift to more of the uh, independent woman phase of Janet's life. I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Do you know do what that means? I have to do it every time. I can't help it. I can't help it. That song got all the way up to five on the charts. I thought that song was an absolute banger. I love that. It's the Minneapolis sound, right? You just hear it. You hear everything that was going on. Explain that to me, Aaron. What do you mean by that? Well, to me, it sounds like Prince, right? Because he, I don't know now actually enough about the the relationship between Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, and Prince, but um, they were all recording around the same time in Minneapolis, and it's this funk dance, uh, driving rhythms, shimmery pop, some guitars. Uh, yeah, that's to me the sound. And if you really want to get a taste of this album, because I'm going to tell you the first time you put on this album, it sounds dated. I think, I think it sounds like an album from the eighties. It sounds like eighties pop. I mean, do you know who played almost every instrument on this album and did the background singing? Who's that? It was Jimmy Jam and and yeah. Dare. I mean, they did everything. There were no yeah, other, they there, did it all, right? there were almost no other musicians on this whole thing. And the, what you need to do though is to watch the videos for this album. The control video is nine minutes long, and it starts out with Janet Jackson literally getting in a fight with her dad. Rob, any chance you made it through a nine minute Janet Jackson album? This one I could. I tell you, they, until you get to this last no, no, song, no, no. <laughs> we're, we're not talking about the same thing. Yeah, I have great control. <laughs> Okay. It's not because of some weird blood flow thing. Okay. Where maybe it takes too long. And, I, and actually, that's just as bad, if not worse. Okay? Especially in a long term relationship. Sometimes you just want to. Anyway, listen, Russell. But the video is so good. When you watch the video, you realize Janet Jackson is insanely talented. Matt. So, so real quick, I just am looking up Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. They all went to high. They all went to high school in Minneapolis. They didn't actually meet in class, but they all are from the Minneapolis area. Okay, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis had a band that went ended up opening up for Prince when he was touring around. So okay. they were on the local scene, toured around. 
Then they kind of got into the production side of things and a couple of the other band members were pushing them as a producer for a few things. Kind of all eventually made it to where they were both the band and the producers of a couple of the local artists and the local bands. And so then it all kind of got mishmashed into that. And then they just had a whole bunch of success and got Janet to come work with them. And then that kind of really put them into a dis- different stratosphere. And so they said that th- they were all, they were musicians before being producers. And they said that, uh, that they had to like stop Joe Jacks from like sending people over to give advice and input. And like that, the break from him was really, and like, you know, like she's singing control. She's in control. I mean, she said, I used to do what my father say and let my mother mold me. Not anymore. Now I'm in control. Like it's, it's. Yeah. There's no subtext there. She's telling, I mean, that's like, yeah. Putting it right out there. And here's, and here's a joke I've been saving for a whole episode. And I think now is the time to drop it. <clears throat> Who would have guessed that Joe Jackson is the second worst Jackson? You know, like, Aaron laughed a little bit. He got a little laugh out of that. All right, Russell, there's no way I could say it. Would I think about holding hands with you? What? When I think about holding hands with you in a Home Depot, I think that's nasty. Isn't Andrew Jackson pretty awful too? I'm editing all this out. Bad Jacksons. We could get get a pair of those work gloves before we do it, Rob. It would be. Excuse me, where are your gloves? We'd like to hold hands in public. I think you're right. The, the drum programming and the synths here like put it exactly in the time period that it is. But this is the best of what was going on at that time. Listen period. to what's making the melody here. They, they described this on Wikipedia as a timpani melody. And I was like, ooh. Oh, I love right. that. Very yes, I actually was reading that the the songs, this song and a few other songs on this album were really touchstones for the New Jack Swing sound. Oh, there you, you guys go. know anything about New Jack Swing? Uh, a little bit. Just from a song that where they sing. I, I've only heard New Jack Swing referred to in New Jack Swing songs where they're talking about it. So my understanding is New Jack Swing was kind of this rhythmic subgenre of R&B where you have production elements that are typically found in hip hop. So you've got tempo and rhythm, which is the swing, if you will. You got drum machines and you got sampling. And so this really starts coming into play in the 80s. And a lot of people say this Janet Jackson album was kind of one of the touchstones for New Jack Swing. So I thought we could maybe do a list oh, I love of the this. best yeah. New Jack Swing songs ever. I love this. Oh my God. Was that New Jack Swing? There was like a lot of backlash against New Jack Swing too, but it's a great, there's some great hits. I'm excited to hear what we're talking about. Don't you think part of that backlash though was like how they appeared? Like it was such a different, it was almost like pre-boy band, right? Like wearing the same right. outfits, kind of almost a, right. a connection between Motown and like uh, New Kids on the Block. Oh, God damn, I'm smart. Yes, Rob, you are smart. So I was reading, there was this guy, Aaron, I don't know if you know him. His name's Teddy Riley. He was from New York and he was a uh, producer of yeah. R&B and hip hop songs. He was a teenager when he had his first hit. It was Go See the Doctor by Cool Mo D. Oh, wow. I don't know if you guys remember that one or not. <laughs> but Didn't he produced Black Street eventually too? Yes, absolutely. So yeah. after this hit, he starts kind of Black diving Street. into this new Jack Swing sound. And then Janet Jackson hires Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis to produce her album. So it kind of starts building. But a few years later, uh, the first song on the list is from this guy, Riley. In 1987, he forms his own group called Guy. I don't know if you guys remember this one, but this is Groove Me from 1987. I don't know this one. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people say, like, this is the song that really sets the groundwork for New Jack Swing. It's got, like, that beat, funky bass. Harmonized vocals, the synths. That's the sound. What year was this, Russell? Is this post? 1987. So this is one year post Janet Jackson. 
one yeah. year oh, after. There's Jackson. no doubt so, that that's so, a nasty yeah, player. Copy totally. Yeah, this is great. God dang it. And yes, so you're right, Aaron. Yes, this yes, guy, yes. Teddy Riley, formed a second group, Blackstreet, and he was oh, also the guy who helped oh. form Rex and Effect. Oh, Rex and Effect, yes. this was one of the guys who helped form that group. All I want to do is zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. All I want to do is zoom, 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 zoom. He also actually went on, uh, I don't know if Rob's jokes stay in or not, but he went on to work with Michael Jackson on Dangerous, which is actually considered the best-selling New Jack Swing album ever. Dangerous. Maybe the last New Jack Swing, right? Really? I mean, that was like the very end of New Jack Swing by the time Dangerous came out. So moving forward a couple years here, this is 1989 from Don't Be Cruel, Bobby Brown, My Prerogative. Oh, Check this wow. out. By the way, if you heard Russell mention my edited out joke, you don't know what I'm talking about. The joke wasn't that bad. I know you're thinking of it, it was like really bad. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> So my understanding, Bobby Brown with New Edition. Yeah. He leaves New Edition in 1985 to start his solo career. He has a couple hits, and then this one really takes him off. And so my understanding is, like, my prerogative is kind of him taking on people who ripped him for leaving New Edition. It's kind of, like, similar to Control, right, where he's like, hey, I'm doing my own thing. I'm going to go out and, like, screw you people for, for giving me a hard time about it, right? Yeah, and that same thing of, like, I was a child star, but now I'm grown up. It's like, you know, Britney Spears did it with Toxic, right? It's that they got to, like, do their thing where they're, like, claiming their adulthood and their independence. Can I ask you guys something? Do you see how my prerogative is spelled on this thing? Is that really how you spell prerogative? P-R-E-R-O-G-A-T-I-V-E? Yeah, I think it's I think P-R, P-R, right? Yeah. P-R? It's a word that starts with P P R E R. I have prerogative. Pre- prerogative. Prerogative. I mean, <laughs> I know you can be prerogative and postrogative, but can you ever just be ogative? Prerogative. Prerogative. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think I dropped my rogative. Uh, no, that's mine. Oh, you're a long distance runner. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm pre. Maybe you've heard of me. That's my rogative. Uh, prerogative. So Bobby Brown leaves New Edition, and there were three backup singers that were in New Edition that wanted to kind of replicate what he had done before. They ended up forming a group called Belle Biv DeVoe. This is Poison from 1990. Okay. I mean, it does sound like all these songs have the same drum track, right? Yes, I think that's a big part of that sound, though. It's the same drum machine, Aaron. Yeah. This is a song that if you put it on for your kids and you sing every word, they look at you like you're from another planet. They're like, what is this shit that we were listening to? I'm like, oh, I've heard this song a million times. That, and I like big butts, and I cannot lie. I really, I really... Now, can I ask you, Russell, I know you've got something with this, but can I ask you? I've sang this song a million times. I know all the lyrics. At the end, what does he say? ABC... BBD. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? BBD. Yeah, I actually, Bell Biv BBD is Bell Biv DeVoe, right? Yeah. East Coast Family. Is that, oh, I right. missed it there. Okay, so what are they saying? ABC? I think ABC is there's a there's another hip-hop group or another uh, group kind of in this genre of music, and then BBD is Bell Biv DeVoe. ABC. Yeah, ABC was another bad creation. There you go. Well, then they're all part of the East Coast family. <laughs> That's right. Time to die. That's the last so, thing I ever wanted to know in my life. Goodbye. And so those guys were backup singers with New Edition. Their names Bell, Bivens, and DeVoe. And the person who actually recommended they do an album together was Jimmy Jam. So oh no way. So Bell Biv oh, DeVoe yeah, also had Bobby Brown, but his name wasn't in the title. Like 
No, because there was an addition before Belle Biv DeVoe. Wait, so was Bobby Brown in Belle Biv DeVoe? What? He was a new addition. (laughs) But that's, and so was Belle Biv DeVoe. Yes. But then Bobby Brown left to do a solo thing. And they changed their name to Bill Biv DeVoe? Yeah. The three remaining backup singers formed way better name than New Edition. Bill Biv DeVoe. I bet they were just waiting. They're like, Bill Biv DeVoe Brown. It's too much. We got to get rid of this fucking guy. Get him out of here. (laughs) Rob, you were talking about the lyrics. I thought the lyric you were going to bring up, which is an all-timer, is never trust a big butt and a smile. What are your guys' (laughs) thoughts on that? Trusting a big butt and a smile. I've I've always known not to do it. I just know. And that's just part part of our DNA. You can't trust it. That's why my wife never smiles at me and it's good. Uh, but here's the thing. How would you see both at the same time? You know what I mean? I mean, really, a butt is just a smile that's turned sideways if you think about it. That's what my dad always said. Grow it up. And then Next song on the list, we're going to go 1990, but I figured yeah. we needed to get... Uh, that deserved a bigger laugh. Ever trust a big butt with a disco ball shining on it? <laughs> <laughs> we got all these... We, we got to get some musicians from Oakland. Oh, so that's yes. what we're going to get is... Uh, from 1990, this is Tony, Tony, Tony Feels Good. Oh, yeah. This one's on the radio all the time out here still. Yeah. I feel so deep. Yeah, yeah, When I found out Tony, Tony, Tony were guys. Wait, are they? That blew my mind. That still blows my mind. It blows my mind in 2022. They may not even have anyone named Tony in the group. I'm not sure. No, they don't, I believe. <laughs> it's a reverse Belle the- DeVoe situation. <laughs> The guys who produced Tony, Tony, Tony also produced another group from Oakland area. And we'll see if you remember them. These, this group didn't make the list, but you guys remember En Vogue? Oh, yeah. Do I yeah, remember yeah. En Vogue? En Vogue was another Oakland never group that had some, it, had some similar hits. That's, that's true. true. That's true. Yeah, Raphael Sadiq produced a lot of people. Then he ended up working with D'Angelo and he's done a bunch of hits. I think, I think, I think, I think En Vogue literally taught me about racism with a song. I think that's the first time I ever heard about racism was through that oh, yeah. En Vogue song. Because they said, you want to hear a song about racism? Here you go. So good. All right, last song on the list for the best the best New Jack Swing songs. This is 1991. We've talked about this band before, but normally we talk about the super low voice guy. Instead, we're going to talk about their first hit. This is Motown Philly, Boys to Men from Cool High Heart. I just, played this, this one? The, I just played this from the house the other day. It still rocks. Yep. It turns out these guys got their first big break. They were backstage at a Bell Biv DeVoe concert, and they sang for Michael Bivens, one of the guys at Bell Biv DeVoe, and that's what got him signed for Motown Records. Oh my God. Yes. Can you imagine that working? You'd have to be so good. Can you imagine how BBD? They all had the same jeans on. They, Bivens said, Why do you guys all have the same jeans on? And they said, Well, because we're a group. And then they just busted into this, right? So now it goes. No. <laughs> I just picture them in these videos. <laughs> you know, they dressed all the same. Can you, imagine, can you imagine if that happened to us, guys? You know what I mean? Like if we we're, were at a... If we were all in Dante Culpepper jerseys Dante and we were backstage. Right? And somebody goes, yeah. what are you guys? And we go, we're a singing group. Group. Your butt crack is just a smile turned sideways. <laughs> No. I love it when that disco ball hits your sideways smile. <laughs> oh, that. Well, I will not hold hands with you inside of it. A Home Depot. <laughs> so that's it. Those those are the greatest oh, songs was, for the new Jack Swing, which are inspired by one of Janet Jackson's greatest hits here. Honestly, that was fantastic. Honestly, again, it's probably because we were that you know, like just getting to music, but like. 
That's some good stuff oh, there. The new right? Jack sound, all of it yes. is good stuff. The amount yes. of times I watch people grind those songs during middle school dances was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Were you ever were you ever the one grinding, Rob, or no, not? No, I'd go to the bathroom during no? those songs. You know that. I told I said that my girl was going to a to a middle school dance. And my wife and I, you can tell we had very different experiences. Did I tell you guys this? No, I don't know if I'm she was like, well, I'm going to middle school dance. And I was like, listen, during the slow songs, you can just go to the bathroom. It's not a big deal. You get out of it. It's fine. It's easy. <laughs> and my wife is like, oh my God, school dances are so much fun. You're going to have a great time. You can just dance with anyone you want. It's no big deal. And I was like, yeah, exactly. Very different experiences. Aaron and Matt, what was your school dance style? Were you out on the dance floor the whole time? I've told you my school dance Rob. story where my, where my date got together with her ex-boyfriend <laughs> on the dance floor. But yeah, I was always on the dance floor. I was always out I was, there. I was out there the entire time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The entire, we used to get there, I don't know if it was like 8.30 or 9, whenever school dance, the, the entire time. Yeah. We so, had a lot see, of I didn't, I, I was too nervous to dance. I thought people were like judging me and I was there in my silk shirt and like slick because I would still slick my hair back. And then of course it would do that classic Rob thing where it would Sweater get vest. curly on the side still. So I'd have slicked on the yes. top, mm-hmm. curly on the side. So I looked just like a clown. And and in retrospect, I should have just danced. That's all I wanted to do is dance the whole time. I love to dance. You know that. Russell knows that. He's seen me break a leg. I've seen God, it. I've seen it. I kind of want to I kind of want to listen to some new Jack Swing now. By the way, great name. We are. This Janet Jackson oh, love is it. new Jack Swing. Not really a bad time for it. Yeah, you can hear actually that the new Jack kind of bumped up the tempos a little bit. Like this is a little more laid back now that we can come back to this. So this song, What Have You Done For Me Lately, was a major MTV catalyst. It's Janet Jackson dancing in her apartment with a chair. And it's one of the sexiest things you'll ever see. And guess who the choreographer was? I'll give you a hint. Think about somebody having sex with a cat. Okay. With an animated cat. Yeah, it's it's all that that's very interesting because all week when we were listening to this, my wife kept saying, this makes me think of Paula Abdul. Totally. Who I, I would imagine Paula was probably taking her sound from Janet, but I did not know they were oh, together think, elsewhere. Uh, you don't think Paula Abdul influenced Janet? Like Janet listened to Paula Abdul. It's like, wow. I love <laughs> wow. this one first, song. I, mean, I think it was probably Janet first, but, but no, I got to give I gotta give Anna a shot for that one. You She's just realize how, how powerful a cartoon cat is. When we still talk about Paula Abdul, she had like that one good song. That's it. Because of MC's Cat you, Cat, wait. right? Were you watching? No. Were you watching the rest of the video? You were watching the cat? Well, what? yeah. Didn't she have sex with the cat? Isn't that what happened? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh. I wasn't paying attention to the cat. just been dancing. Mm. I thought they were holding hands at a Home Depot. Is this, Pause. A, is this another Mariah Carey video <laughs> situation I, where Rob's mm. recollection of the video is far different? You guys know what we might have to do sometime? Could be. Sometime. Not today. <laughs> might have to do another. Video breakdown. Long way to go. <laughs> it was worth it. I did read oh. that song was about an annulment. Yep. An annulment of her marriage. I was wondering, Rob, if this is where you were going to talk about your previous annulments. <laughs> what, what, what does that mean, an annulment? Like, is that just like where it's like everybody's like, yeah, this church thing sucks. We're out of like here. It like, never happened. Like, yeah, so you like can get married. So you can get married record. again in the Catholic church. But what's the difference between that and like a divorce? Like, is it just like everybody says, yeah, this is bad or what? Divorce isn't allowed in the some Rob, Christian. Seems very interested in this topic. Yeah, no, <laughs> things are going fine. I don't. I don't know if you can get an annulment after 15 years or wherever <laughs> you're at, Rob. I think there's going to be need to be a divvying up of assets. 
Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Divvy up that asset, son. <laughs> you can be mine. This is a jam. It is, right? Yeah. There's a badass keyboard solo in the middle of this one, too. Now, you're telling me that New Kids on the Block didn't take the right stuff from this? You gotta be no, kidding. No, it sounds just like, no, they absolutely, it sounds just like it, right? I mean, that's Aaron, exactly why would you Jenner. defend the New Kids on the Block and not defend Janet Jackson? I mean, that's crazy that you would bring that up. I'm so confused. You think the New Kids on the Block are better than Janet Jackson, Aaron? That's crazy. What is happening here? Wow. I can't <laughs> believe that happened in some parts that were edited out earlier. And it wasn't an offensive joke. Didn't that one new kid burn down a building or something? What, what was the new kid that got in legal trouble back in the day? It's probably Donnie Wahlberg, right? I think Donnie, Donnie has it. Yeah, and then he showed up in The Sixth Sense as a troubled former patient of Bruce Willis's. And he, then he married, uh, what's her name? Jenny McCartney? McCarthy? He did? Jenny McCarthy. Oh, Aaron. Jenny McCarthy? At, don't you watch New Year's Eve? He's at every one and gets to make out with Jenny McCarthy. Oh. Ooh. Donnie Wahlberg? Oh, I was not. I did not. I mean, can you imagine making out with the real Jenny McCarthy and not her Maxim picture? What do you mean? mean? What's the real? What does that mean? Like, like the real. Rob's saying that he may have spent some time. He used to make out magazines. Yeah. (laughs) You guys remember Maxim? Maxim was so great. (laughs) He was like, hey, do you like porno? Okay, you could buy this and not feel embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> it was always like, there are some great articles. Yeah, it was always like, yeah. things girls like about guys. Girls like it when guys are messy. Like, oh, we sweet. had a bad experience with Maxim. Yeah, we had a bad experience with Maxim because we tried to watch all 50 of the, they did the 50 greatest sex scenes of all time. Yes. And it included movies like Angel Heart with Mickey Rourke and Lisa Bonet. Uh, what were some of the other like, oh, like, I think probably fucking Jason's Lyric was in there or something. Just like <laughs> some bad ones. depressing movies, like hard to watch movies except for the sex scenes. But we, 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 plowed, we plowed through. We watched all of them, but it was not pleasant. Especially when you're watching it with a cartoon cat. Yeah. It's really awkward. <laughs> you take two steps forward, then you eat my ass. What? Let's try to think of a rhyme. We don't need to do those again, Rob. <laughs> don't tell my wife. She thinks it's a normal thing that you have. You should, it has to be done medically. I could get really hurt. <laughs> I've got blue ass. All right. Rob's well, been thinking for three weeks about how he could do more ass eating jokes. How can I? No, I'm done. Ah, how can I, 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 can get, I can get really hurt. I know Russell doesn't like it. All right. And she's a doctor. That's even funnier because she's a doctor. So, now she's like looking through medical journals all weekend yeah. trying to figure out. There's just, there's, there's no, there's no science behind it, Rob. I don't get it. What? How can you get I hurt? blue walls. It happened. You guys um, the oh, worst God. I've often said that I will not have hot for teacher <laughs> on my weight room playlist when I work at school, right? It's a disaster. You can't go by, see a teacher working out to hot for teacher, but imagine if you were a principal and you're in your office and you're listening to some music on a Spotify station or whatever, and this is on. Principal of pleasure. <laughs> you to the pleasure principal in your office? That would be a bummer. Can't be doing that. Has there ever been a, a wrestler called the principal of pleasure? Oh, that'd, that'd be, be so that good. That would be a great wrestling name, right? This character would be an erotic principal. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It, uh, this is her only single to not hit top 10 until her next one in 2001 from 86 to 2001 every single she released to hit the top 10 
Jeez. I think that was the only one on the album that wasn't written by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Oh, it's, I mean, it's crazy. You can hear the this difference. Is no, you can hear the difference. That's true. Yeah, it definitely is more of a generic pop song. Uh, can, can I ask you guys a question? Uh, I know Matt brought this up on Michael Jackson albums before. Is there any part of this that it felt too sterile to you? It's almost like too perfect. Yeah. Like it feels like it's made in a lab, if you will. Do you guys get that feel at all? Yes. Yeah, I do. I do, and I used to think that I was against that, but then Beyonce came along, and I'm all for it now. But yeah, definitely, I definitely know what you're saying there, Russell, for sure. I think, um, yeah, you're totally right, Russell, and it's also it speaks to the fact that it's only nine songs. This was definitely a tightly controlled, no, no pun intended, effort to make a hit album that was just hits and super tight. It kind of gets to my, my final point, which is, I don't know. I don't really know how you choose between this and rhythm nation, but I do think rhythm nation has some more, you know, some rougher edges and is possibly kind of bloated, but I, I think, yeah, you're right, Russell. This sounds like it was just created specifically to make radio hits pump right into people's ears. I mean, if you would have said, what's one of the biggest albums of the eighties, would you have said control by Janet Jackson? I mean, I'm starting to think this is like a seminal album of the, of the eighties, pop i mean it's already led to all the stuff we've already talked about but it's just huge it's like selling wise i mean how it's set up how it sounds it's just like it it sets the tone yeah. for a lot of it uh when i think of you this is janet jackson's first number one hit yeah a little more space in this one a little, a little more minimalist yeah and a, and a little bit more probably what they expected out of a pop song at the time, right? Like, yeah, yeah. this feels very radio friendly. Damn, she can sing though. With... Looks like Control was the 60th best-selling album of the 80s. Boy. You got to wonder if she was white, if that would be like more like sixth. Two, two steps in front of Madonna. Madonna's self-titled album from 83 was just below mm. it. Well, in terms of sales. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I wonder if it's just too too in front of its time. The whole front half of this is all that new Jack Swing stuff. Now that I've heard I've learned about that, I'm actually pretty smart on it. Rhythm Nation was a higher selling one. Rhythm Nation sold six or was in the forties. So yeah, Rhythm I mean, Nation was a, a yeah. better seller. Yeah, Rhythm Nation has some massive hits on it. He doesn't know I'm alive. This was me at a middle school dance right here. Yeah. <laughs> I love her voice on this. Guys, one thing I have a, a surprise to share with you guys. Oh. As you guys know, we try to pair cocktails on this quest of ours. And a while back, I got a text from a listener, and they told me there's a new book out. It's called Booze and Vinyl 2. Oh. The authors of Booze and Vinyl have put out a new book that has 70 new albums with new cocktails and everything. And Janet right. Jackson's in the book. Oh. But I thought I could share a quote at the beginning of the book that I thought you guys Is would Is it enjoy. a baby Guinness? Because that's not going to be very many songs. <laughs> Sorry, I've got to go use the bathroom. Oh, okay. back and tell you. There's, a, there's a quote at the end from someone named John Peel. It says, somebody was trying to tell me that CDs are better than vinyl because they don't have any surface noise. I said, listen, mate, life has surface noise. Oh, that's beautiful. There you go. <laughs> Love Still it. Sad. I gave so my this CDs one, away, though. Control by Janet Jackson is in booze and vinyl, too. They say you should drop the needle, come up or queue up some Janet Jackson videos and serve extra large drinks to anyone who masters her moves. And on side B, they recommend a rendezvous. Have you ever had a rendezvous before? Oh, no, I have not. No. 
Now, does it have Ron Diaz rum in it? God, I hope so. <laughs> it does not. It has oh. two ounces of gin, three quarters ounce maraschino liqueur, and three quarters ounce of fresh lime juice. So that's a rendezvous. Not much more than a baby Guinness, although sounds a little bit healthier. That almost sounds like a health drink to me, Russell. Like, do you feel healthier? Well, yeah, you're not going to get scurvy with all that lime juice in there, so that's good. We'll keep the rickets away. The rickets? Yeah, you can take that on a cruise around the world, no problem. What they suggested on side A, just in case anyone's looking, was a cognac and Coke. Does that sound good to you that guys? Absolutely, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. I would drink in the same no in the problem. same glass. What's Russell drinking? Booze and vinyl two. two. Go check it out. People will like it. The Ugh. sequel, part two. So, are you you're really drinking that drink? Let me see that, Russell. Let me see that drink again. God, that looks good. It's like fire engine it's red. Very, it's like so red. bright. It's very well, I might have I might have overdone the maraschino liqueur. <laughs> over no such thing. No such thing. Russell, you had all those ingredients. Come on now. Yeah. Well, I I subbed out my maraschino liqueur with just cherry juice from the <laughs> the bottle. Oh, I mean that's that's pretty good. That's pretty okay, close. okay, Russell. Now be honest. Be honest with me. You had lime juice. I had a lime. I had a regular lime. Yes. I was hoping you'd use 7-Up again. <laughs> uh, now the song that, that Russell could wait, most what? relate to, Let's Wait a While. I love this song. I <laughs> I just love the soft keys. You do like this one. Yes, I love it. It's so I'm cheesy. The worst. I know. I can't get enough of it. I love it. There's something I want the co-writer's experience with abstinence. And it was like, hey, Janet, can you sing this? Not knowing that the rest of the album was like, made you want to bang big time. Has, has any relationship that was built on the premise of waiting a while ever worked out? <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, like it, Mine's been uh, gaining weight after a while, but that's a different. <laughs> <laughs> as my lady pointed out, this is definitely not a fuckfest song. This one is not one you'd play at a fuckfest. <laughs> We should ask. We should ask Magic Mike sixty nine if he could like see if he could work it in. See if he could somehow figure it out. Because I'm if anybody can, Magic Mike sixty nine can figure it out. It's just like the most disciplined fuck fest in the history of the world. Like everyone is just like sitting around staring at their Apple watches. Yep. Wait till it's time. It would be me at the fuck fest, you know, where everybody'd be like, "Oh, let's have some drinks and have some appetizers." I'd be like, makes me like, no, that's not how this works. We need to take our time. We need to let's wait a while. So everybody's definitely looking in each other's eyes when they're listening to that one. I'd be like, have you guys ever seen someone beat Ball Bull on Mike Tyson's Punch Out on Nintendo? I honestly think that if I was, if you were at a fuck fest and you were sitting next to me, I think you would just turn to me and be like. Oh, you'd be like, hey, let's wait. And you're just hoping. You're like, okay. You're like, when, how long is a while? There's a good chance this guy needs to go use the bathroom before this thing starts. So I'm going to try to. Yeah. It's a reverse of the high school. It's a reverse right. of the middle school right. dance, right? <laughs> the fuck fest is a reverse of the middle school dance. Middle school dance, I'm going to the bathroom. The fuck fest, <laughs> the person sitting next to me is going to the bathroom trying to get out of there. God, my life is terrible. <laughs> Funny how time flies when you're having fun. Now this 
is so much of the Janet Jackson that I'm used to. From like 90s Janet, where she's like, oh yeah, you guys want to bang them? Check this song out. I mean, this is like future Janet, right? Like this is, that voice. And and don't forget, Russell, you think I'm not going to mention the album cover where somebody's holding their boobs? It's all I can think about when I think about Janet Jackson. (laughs) I've already done a Super Bowl joke. A lot of my life is actually Janet Jackson boob related. Wasn't that her husband at the time? Wasn't it Renee Elizondo who was holding on to him? I thought that was a Rolling Stone cover. Was that an album cover? I don't know. I I had it pasted into a Maxim magazine. (laughs) I put it made my own maxim. One of the things in Aaron's mind is he knows who was holding on to Janet Jackson's dress during the album cover. That That's like part yeah. of what takes up your, your okay. wattage yep. up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of wattage, but I know that one. <laughs> Hector Elizondo, wasn't he like the nerd in Hector the Cosby Renee. show? <laughs> Was that Alvin? You guys know who I'm talking about? Alvin? What are you talking about? <laughs> what? Yeah. Revenge of the Nerds? He, he was married to the oldest daughter. Lisa Bonet? No, she was second. By the way, who at some point was dating Lenny Kravitz, married to him. And I want to remind you again, there's that video of Lenny Kravitz jumping up and doing the splits. And another guy with an absolutely massive cock. I mean, it's so big. <laughs> it's snaked out of his pants. You got to look up this video. You know what? I'm gonna, we're going to watch it after wattage. this episode. Like, there's so much dong wattage in Rob's, in Rob's brain. <laughs> hey, listen, <laughs> when I brought up Liam Neeson peeing his pants and the pee being way down low... I had multiple <laughs> listeners text me pictures of Liam Neeson with pissed pants. And how many and of them the have you not seen still... before? You've seen them all before. I had seen them all. <laughs> Piss pants. Piss pants. <laughs> I mean, look at that. That's a very specific set of skills. There's so many. I mean, there's so many where there's multiple. Look at this. There's This was just a collage of all the time he pissed his pants. Hey, it feels good. Listen, let's get into the rating uh, system, okay? We are talking about album 111, okay? We are getting there, Aaron. We are slowly climbing our way through the list. If uh, pee in your this... pants is cool, consider me Liam Neeson. Look at that picture on <laughs> <out of> the <laughs> corner. <laughs> I mean, just... Oh, that's funny. So many pictures. And don't <laughs> talk about the pop party I went to in college where they had the black light. It just was like, oh, no. I don't do laundry in college. Anyway... Do you think like after the first 18 pictures of this happening, he didn't say like, well, maybe I should get some different colored pants or something that will cover this up a little better. Or is he aware? Does he Google this and like try to get Google to take them all down or not? If it's anything like me, I I Google my name in piss pants almost every day just to make sure nothing's out there. (laughs) (laughs) And we all know that I do have an issue with that. Liam Neeson, Evian. I want to look up one thing and then I'll be back with you guys for one second. Yeah. So Janice Dickinson in her autobiography said that Liam Neeson's cock looked like an Evian bottle. What? <laughs> Neeson hung like Evian bottle. That is, that is in text. Do you know anybody who knows more about celebrity penises than I do? <laughs> no, 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 no. Colors, shapes, size, yeah, everything. No, I really don't. You're you're the number one. <laughs> Okay, we'll get ready because after after the song, we're gonna watch this Lenny Kravitz uh, penis video. Different podcast, Rob. Start to start your own separate celebrity penis podcast. podcast. (gasps) Don't take that idea. This (laughs) and think about it. Dong rhymes with theme song. It 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 writes itself. I mean, that's it's so good. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) 
But this is what this is. This is the rating system. Okay. We are talking about Janet Jackson control at 111. Okay. If you think this album is perfect at 111, okay, that is a rolling well toned. If you think this album is nasty, ooh, nasty boys. Ooh, you nasty boys. Okay, that's a nasty thing to say that you don't think it should be at 111. It should be farther back. This is a rolling groan. And I'm going to edit that so it sounds like it was right. I found it right away. Okay, that is if you're a nasty boy. If you think this album should have been higher up. Listen, it's a seminal album of the 80s. So much of what I listened to sounded like this album growing up. It's crazy how influential Janet Jackson, Jimmy Jam, the Minneapolis sound that was huge in pop. This should be higher up on the list. That would be a rolling bone. It should have been higher up. We should have heard this already before tonight at 1. 11. Okay, now we are running long, guys, so please don't waste any time. Let me know what you think of this album, <laughs> Janet Jackson Control at 111. Russell, what do you think? I enjoyed the album. For me, I I I almost would rather just have a handful of songs on a playlist for me. I, like I was saying, for me, some of it's like too pristine, like it's created in a lab. It, it It's just almost too perfect, and a lot of the songs in the first half felt kind of repetitive to me, and then where I was looking for something different, you had these songs at the end where there were these really slow ballads, which weren't really my favorite, but some of the songs are absolute jams. I love how it was kind of a pioneer for the New Jack Swing song, as we, we heard on a couple of the songs. So for me, I'm going to say it's Rolling Well-Toned. Aaron, Rolling Well-Toned, Rolling Boned, or Rolling Grown, Janet Jackson Control. I think Janet Jackson at this point point in the list is well-toned, but I'm going to steal Rob's bit and I'm going to say I have some rolling confusion because I don't, confusion? I don't know how you could choose between this and Rhythm Nation because Rhythm Nation has oh. Oh. Rhythm Nation, All Right, Escapade, Miss You Much, absolute bangers. So I don't know how you could choose between this one and Rhythm Nation. It's a toss up for me. So I'm going to call it rolling well-toned because one of those albums should be right here where it's at. Matt, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown, or rolling confusion? And don't look what I was looking at on the screen. Uh, I think it's rolling boned. I think this whole list, the ones that we've heard before it, everything you can kind of figure out the the tree of the music that comes after it, mm-hmm. you know, kind of starts with some of this stuff. And I think you hear so much of what comes later. And even that very last song, right? I mean, that's like 90s baby making R&B right there yeah, that you just right. hadn't really heard before, that's I don't the, think. That's the problem. You know what? I always, music, we always talk about music make love to. Try making love to New Jack Swing. It's almost impossible. You fly right off the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really want you to think about this. I mean, think about your, your like, you're going to make sweet, sweet love to your wife, right? Or whoever. No, now wait a minute. Now I am picturing. I, don't know. I think it could work. Yeah. I'm picturing all three of you, and I like it a lot. <laughs> Technically, the guy who wrote Bell Biv DeVoe Poison was this guy named Elliot Strait, known as Dr. Freeze, and he also wrote I Want to Sex You Up. So actually, Rob, I think wow. New Jack Swing wow. is good for baby making music. I never figured out what that song was about, but it was pretty <laughs> sexy. <laughs> You just gotta, that's when you go to the bathroom at the at the school dance, right? So long answer, short. I think it's Rolling Bones should be higher in the list just from how yes. influential. And, it, you know, Rosie brings up a good point. Rhythm Nation could be the same one. But to, the fact that we have are now getting to 80s pop 
you know, icons is overdue. Kind of nuts to me. Agreed. Yeah. Overdue. So, so from maybe maybe from a concept, Rolling Bones album, you know, to Rosie's, you could you could switch it off with Rhythm Nation. But from a concept, Rolling Boned. Listen, you guys are incorrect, unfortunately. Although you were God pretty close, actually, with some of yours. <laughs> this is a rolling Miss Jackson. Janet, it's nasty. <laughs> this, guys, this is a pop album that basically real. was the pop of our youth and led to the pop that we heard growing up. If you listen to how many times Britney Spears refers to this album, talking about nasty boys, talking about... Is, there's so many things where she's, she'll stop, the music stops. Like This was a giant album that that was paved the road for pop music for years to come, and it deserves to be... Uh, don't know what I was going to finish that sentence. Listen, next up, we've got an album <laughs> that might be the absolute opposite of this album that you could possibly get. Okay. It answers the question, is Jamaican Jerk Off the worst song ever? And the answer is yes. We have Elton John with Goodbye, Yellow Hello, Brick. When you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time. But you're just too Double busy album. to look it up I think I need to get a new mic before that next episode. I'm going to get a new I've mic. Yes. Podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. Okay, now, I don't know if you guys noticed how seamlessly I went on Bing and turned off the safe search. Okay, <laughs> just like it was like second nature to me. But watch this. I had to go on kind of a weird site to find this. Bloody Kravitz? Right, here he is. Oh, did you see it? Whoa! Did you see it? And he covered it now, up luckily, right away this video this slows down and zooms in for us. So look at this. Boom. Oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> and then he covered it up right away. Wait, how many of these stands are there? Yeah, that's a much better legacy. I do definitely do not have a legacy of my pants splitting open and my oh. whatever Rob calls it. So, you know yeah. what's sad is I've done that so many times, split my pants open, just <laughs> so many t- at work, sit on a stool, and then I'm just sitting on the stool for the rest of the day. Ah, class, no need to walk around or do anything. <laughs> Bye, see you later. Sorry, Russ. Wouldn't, you you good- ha- wouldn't you just have another pair of pants just sitting in the sitting in a yeah, drawer? And guess what? They still rip. Okay, or maybe you ride a bike to work every day, and you get on the bike and your pants rip, and then you're a big problem because you're walking into work with ripped pants. And where do you put the helmet? Over the rip. Sounds like you need a new bag to carry an extra <laughs> pair of pants. <laughs> <What's that? laughs> 